If you have your Bible, go ahead and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. As Pete mentioned, this is a little different from our normal Wednesday night gathering where we've been working our way through the book of Romans. And um, on these first things first gatherings, what we have uh, been doing since the beginning of this year has been to focus in on one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in um, listed here in the book of 1 Corinthians, and uh, just to get a better understanding of what the gifts are and how they work and uh, how they function today in the body of Christ. And um, so we've been working our way along, and we've come tonight to uh, look at the gift of prophecy and discernment. And um, so we're going to spend a, a little bit of time on that. Um, in these first things, first gatherings, our studies are a little on the, the shorter side. Um, and, uh, and then we want to just give the rest of the night to kind of responding to what we've learned and then just also anything that the Lord might want to do um, here tonight among us as we're waiting upon Him, seeking Him, and worship. So I'm going to begin reading in verse 4 of chapter 12, just to get the context of this. It says, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministry, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but the same God who works all and in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit, remember that word manifestation means the shining forth of the Spirit is given to each one. Not just the pastor, not just the worship leader, not just the elders, but it's given to each one for, so that everybody can think that we're awesome. No, that's not what it says. <laughs> Sometimes if you've ever been in, in that type of setting, it can feel that way. Like somebody's trying to, you know, put on a show. And, uh, but that, that's not what this is about. Um, but it's for the profit of all. And then he says this, for to one is given a word of wisdom. And we talked about what a word of wisdom is. It's getting, it's getting wisdom. Um, wisdom is knowledge applied about a situation um, that maybe you didn't know about. It's a, a word of, to, that deals with a specific thing. To another, he says, uh, a word of knowledge. A word of knowledge is, is having insight into a situation that you didn't know um, existed, where the Lord's laying upon your heart. Somebody here tonight is going through this. Oftentimes, we mention those two gifts, the word of wisdom, and the word of uh, knowledge go hand in hand. Somebody might have a word of knowledge about a situation, and then somebody has the, the answer to that situation. Um, to another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. And to another, the working of miracles. And we talked about all of those um, in our last time that we got together. And then he says this, and to another, prophecy, and to another, discerning of spirits. So here's the thing. When we hear the word prophecy, most of us immediately think of predicting of future events or what we might call the foretelling of the future and that's the way that prophecy is predominantly seen in the old testament 
that there were men who were moved by the Lord to predict future events. And to a large extent, extent, a lot of those prophecies had to do with the coming of Jesus Christ. But also the prophets prophesied of events in the life of the nation of Israel, that there maybe was a prophecy of coming victory in a battle because of their obedience, or a prophecy of coming defeat and even captivity because of their disobedience. And that's the way that we primarily see the gift of prophecy being exercised in the Old Testament. You see men like Moses and David who moved in that prophetic type of ministry, even though it wasn't their primary ministry, they they moved in that realm. Whereas others like Samuel and Elijah and Elisha and Isaiah and Jeremiah, Hosea, they were called by God to be prophets. And all of them had a very predictive type of ministry. But prophecy is more than just the foretelling of future events. It is also the forthtelling. It's a difference. One is foretelling, the other is forthtelling of the mind and the heart and the word of God to his people. The word prophecy derives from a Greek word which means to cause to shine, and it's linked with the prefix pro. So the part of the first, the second part of it, the phasi means to cause to shine. Pro means before. So a person with the gift of prophecy is one who stands before God's people and causes the word of God to shine before God's people and the heart of God to shine before God's people. And the word burns in that person who has uh, that type of, of gift and that type of, where they, they feel like just, man, I've got to get this out. This is burning inside of me. And all day long, they may have felt like, you know, I have this word on my heart that I just, gotta, I just have to share with, with somebody and who's going to be, you know, that, that person. So prophecy in the Old Testament was primarily foretelling, predictive, through some of the prophets, as I mentioned, like, like Jeremiah, Isaiah, um, some of them, so like those two guys, Jeremiah and Isaiah, they also had a forthtelling ministry as well. Like they, they would declare God's word and God's will and God's heart to the people. Jonah also had a, both a Forth or foretelling and a foretelling. You know, he came and predicted Nineveh, you know, 120 days in judgment or 40 days in judgment is going to come upon you um, if you don't repent. And he had both the predictive and also the the forthtelling, that declaring of, of God's heart to them. In the New Testament, so let me just say it again. In the Old Testament, it's primarily though. The foretelling, predictive. There is some foretelling, that declaring. But in the Old Testament, it's primarily the foretelling, the predictive type of prophecy. In the New Testament, it's reversed. In the New Testament, it's primarily foretelling with a few instances of the foretelling, the predictive. For instance, in the book of Acts, we read of Agabus. Agabus. 
who has a predictive prophecy. He takes a belt and he says, whoever owns this belt, he's going to be bound when he goes to Jerusalem. He was holding uh, Paul's belt. And sure enough, when Paul went to Jerusalem, he was arrested and he was bound uh, there. Of course, the apostle John had a very predictive prophecy when he wrote the book of Revelation. And he shared with us, uh, you know, the predictive aspect, the foretelling of future events. Jesus exercised in this in Matthew chapter 24, where he also gives the foretelling of future events leading up to the rapture and the tribulation time and all of that. But primarily in the New Testament, this gift is seen in more of the realm of foretelling, declaring God's truth, God's heart to the church. Prophecy is seen then in preaching. It's seen in teaching. It's that gift of declaring truth. Basically, it's the gift of expounding scripture and making scripture come alive. It's, it's in that pre- preaching. And I think a lot of times in preaching, there's a prophetic aspect of it. Um, one of the things that I'm, when I'm always preparing messages for our church, like on a Sunday morning, there's always a, a point in my preparation that I'm looking to the Lord for what I call the manna. And the manna is the word of of God for our church for that particular day. What's the word that he has for for us? And it's going to be that prophetic type of thing where he's declaring something by way of his word, of his truth, something by way of application that that I'm sensing this this is a this is this is God's word. Sometimes I'll even say that. Sometimes I'll say I think this is a word for somebody or somebody say I think this is God's word to all of us. This is that prophetic part of that teaching time that we're going to to have. Now, Paul defines for us the purpose of the gift in 1 Corinthians 14. If you want to turn a couple pages over to that. And look with me at verse 3. Paul says this, But he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. Let me hear you say that with me. It speaks, say edification, exhortation, and comfort. Now the word edification means to build up. It's a word that's used in architecture in referring to the establishing of a building. That it's, it's the idea of making something firm. That's that word edification, to build up. The word exhortation comes from a Greek word, parakaleo. It's the word we get, the same word that we use for the paraclete, which Jesus said was the, the helper, the Holy Spirit, the paracletus, the same word here, same idea of exhortation. And it primarily means, that word means called to one side to help, to admonish, to urge, to uh, one to pursue some course of action or some course of conduct. That's what that word exhortation means. And then the word comfort is similar to that. And it's a word that's derived from the same Greek uh, word. It's parakleos. And it means, again, one called alongside to help. So, so catch this. It's important to know that the word of prophecy is going to be like that of a person who comes to the aid of someone else when they are in a time of need. 
That's what that word of prophecy is going to feel like. It's coming to the aid. Think of it in this type of way. You're out of gas on the side of the road. Anybody ever been out of gas on the side of the road? Okay. And then there's that person who, who pulls up at just the right time to give you a lift. That person that comes alongside, you know, to, to pick you up. Well, the word of prophecy works in much, much the same way. You come to Bible study and you're out of gas. You come to Bible study and you're worn out. You come to Bible study and you're just defeated. And what is taught is exactly what you needed to hear. And it was like the filling of your spiritual tank. How many of you have had that happen to you before? Yeah, all of us. You're like, man, I'm so glad. And here's what I want to tell you something. You know when you most need to come to church is when you feel like you don't want to come. Because, you know, the enemy's the one who doesn't want you to come, and the Lord really wants you to be here because there's going to be something that he is planning on speaking to you, and it's going to be that word of prophecy for your heart. It can be in a setting like this, and we'll probably experience this tonight. Where some of you, somebody's going through something, or you're out of gas and you're struggling, and in our time of worship and waiting on the Lord, somebody's going to give a word. Somebody's going to read a scripture. And it's going to be exactly what you needed to hear. And it was God's way, and this is how much he, he loves you and cares about you, that he's using somebody else in the body of Christ... To speak a word, to give a, to, to read a verse, to declare a word of truth, and it was exactly what you wanted to hear, or needed to hear. Now, here's the thing. Some of you, even today, you woke up, you, you were reading the word, you heard something today, and it stuck with you, and it's kind of been burning in your heart. It's kind of been in that, that place where, where you just have, have been like, man, I just, it's, just, it's, just, it's right here. It's just like this. I can tell. This just wants to come out of me, you know? And probably the reason is, is God wants you to share that tonight. And that might terrify you. And you might be thinking to yourself, that's, that's not the Lord. That's the devil. The devil never wants you to share the Bible, Okay. He's not going to be, and, and, and here's the thing, especially if you're the type of person that, that is like the last thing in the world that you ever want to do, um, chances are that's, that's God impressing upon your heart. He wants to use you to bless someone else. And so that's another way that that word of prophecy can be exercised. It can happen in talking to a friend. You're talking to somebody and you share a verse. You share something with them, and it was exactly what they needed. Or they're talking to you, and they share something, and they don't even know what's going on with you, but they say, you know, I just feel like right now, like I'm supposed to tell you this, or I'm supposed to, I was reading this today, and I'm supposed to share this with you, you know, right now, or any of you who have ever, you know, done counseling, this happens to me all the time, that there, there are verses that I have not read or even thought about in 10 years, and all of a sudden, I'm talking to somebody, and that verse pops to my mind, and I'm just like, okay, I'm supposed to share this right now. And it's exactly what that person needed to hear. That's that word of prophecy. And so when we gather like this, and we give this time for waiting upon the Lord, and time for exercising of the gifts, it's a great opportunity. At times it retreats like this for um, that, that word, you know. Now, I always say this, and I, and I, and I want to say this, because sometimes... 
And I would almost rather have this happen than nothing happen. But I would love to see us learn in this. Okay, Sometimes when I say, okay, so we're going to have a time waiting upon the Lord. And, um, and we're going to, you know, just, just open up. And if God puts something on your heart that, that you feel like he wants you to share, go, go ahead and feel free to do it. And, and we'll have 20 people read a verse. But some of them. They're just reading their favorite verse. And it's not really a sense of like, okay, I really feel like God wants me to share something right now, but I kind of just want to share something right now. And so they'll share their, their, their favorite verse. I can't tell you how many times in a setting like this that somebody shares John 3.16. Now, John 3.16 is an amazing verse, okay? It's, it's the gospel. And I'm not saying that in, in some of those times that that verse wasn't supposed to be shared. But here's what I want us to grow in is a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit to where you know and have a sense like, okay, I'm going to speak right now because I know God wants me to do this. And I'm not just doing this to do this, but I'm doing this because I really feel like God wants us to. Now, having said that, I don't want everybody to be silent tonight. Like, I don't know if he's, you know, don't overthink it. Okay. I, like I said, I would rather have us sharing than, than us be too afraid to share. Okay. Let's be open to just being, being led. But I want us to be growing as a church in that sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. And I've often said this, and I, and I want to just share this with you, that, that I believe when we meet like this and have gathering in times like this, that the Holy Spirit, there's usually a, a flow and there can be a theme. And we need to be sensitive to that. So let's say, you know, Jim over here shares something on his, you know, that, his heart that had to do with trials. Jim's one of our elders. So when he shares, I'm like, okay, I, 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 I know Jim seeks God. I believe that he's hearing from the Lord tonight. So I'm thinking, okay, God's wanting to speak something tonight about, about trials. And then oftentimes we see kind of a flow. Somebody else kind of hits on that same theme and, and it kind of rides for a little bit, you know. And I just want us again to be sensitive to the flow of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you're over here and you feel like God has put something else on your heart. Wait it out a little bit. Okay. And wait, you'll see that maybe, maybe Pete will share a song and that'll be kind of like, okay, maybe the Holy Spirit's kind of moving us in a different direction right now. And, and now that's an opportunity that you're going to be the one that God uses to kind of say, okay, now we're, now we're going to focus on this. Some nights, the whole night, we've had that happen. It, it focuses on one particular theme and it's like God's just saying, look, here's my word tonight, you know, for the church. And, um, but it's growing in that, that sensitivity. Does that make sense? Okay. Now, moving on here. So sometimes prophecy can get a bad rap. By those who, I'll say, are hyper-spiritual. And here's what this oftentimes looks like. Somebody starts talking in King James. Oh, thou my people. You know, that, that type of thing, you know. And oftentimes when that happens, you know, they're, oh, thou my people, thou hast corrupted thy ways, you know, and, it, and they're speaking in King James. Now, if they're reading a King James Bible, that's one thing. But, you know, if they're just speaking that, oftentimes I struggle with that, and here's why. 
I don't see that in the, in the New Testament. I don't see any place in the New Testament where people are using the gift of prophecy and they're changing their tone or their, the, the, you know, the texture in which they're speaking, anything like that. The second thing is Paul says that he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. In other words, prophecy is that which is meant to encourage, to build up, and to comfort the body. So when you, when you prophesy, you're speaking for God to the church to edify. You are building up your brothers and sisters. When you prophesy, you are encouraging people to trust in the Lord and to lay hold of the promises. When you prophesy, you're speaking for God to the church. You're exhorting people to action. And that's how God moves and works in that gift. Now, the last thing that we want to note before we just spend this time tonight is what we'll call the validation of prophecy. And I want you to skip down to verse 29. And it says this, let two or three prophets speak and let the others judge. Let two or three prophets speak and let the other judge. And prophecy must be judged. And there's three ways that it must be judged. First of all, does it line up with the revealed word of God? Because God will not say something contrary to what is written in his word. And if somebody were to share something that is contrary to the word of God, that's not prophecy. And we'll address that. We're going to be like, okay, you know, uh, we, we, you know, in love, hey, we all make mistakes, but that is not, that doesn't line up with God's word. So we're not going to receive that tonight. And we're going to ask that person to not say anything, you know, the rest of the night, you know, and, and that's the way that, you know, we would, would deal with that. The second, does it line up with the facts concerning the nature of the gift? Is it edifying? Is it exhortation? Is it comforting? If a person prophesies, it does not, if it doesn't line up with those things, then again, it's not of the Lord. The third thing is, is if it is predictive, and sometimes it can be. Primarily in the New Testament, it's more, it's more of the declaring, the more foretelling or forthtelling. But sometimes it can be predictive, and then we look to see, okay, is that going to come to pass? I've had a lot of people, great people I love and, and who have told me things that were, you know, we're, I think God's going to do this. I believe, you know, I've had people prophesy for me in, in my life, and, and a lot of those things have not come true. That doesn't mean they still might, but I'm still waiting, you know? And, and so, you know, at the time, I'm like, okay, well, that hasn't happened yet, so I don't know if that was really the Lord. That might have been pizza from the night before or whatever, you know? Um, or just somebody's good intentions, you know, good heart. Um, but there have been many things that have come true. So we judge it by waiting when it's a predictive prophecy. Now, it is significant that this gift is listed immediately following the gift of prophecy that we see God's divine order that he mentions after prophecy, the discerning of spirits. And that throughout history, um, there have been prophets who have brought forth the word of God to God's people, but there has also been false prophets. 
And so the Lord gives this gift, that gift of the discerning of spirits. And, and the reason is crucial because those who have that gift need to discern between the lies of the, of the devil, the deception, and the truth of God's word and the Holy Spirit. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 1, John says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. That word try means to test it, literally approve it, discern it, examine it. So we have that need for what Paul mentions here, this other gift, the discerning of spirits. And that works in conjunction with the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the word of prophecy, and also the interpretation of tongues, which we'll talk about the next time that we get together. And we see many examples of this in Scripture. I'll give you one. It happens in, first, in Peter, Acts chapter 5 with Peter. And remember when Ananias and Sapphira come and they told, you know, hey, we sold this piece of property and we're giving all the proceeds to the church to help out everybody. And Peter discerned that that was a lie. Remember what happened to those two? They dropped dead on the spot, both of them. And now God doesn't, you know, do that or the church would be empty um, <laughs> if he, you know, continued to just kill everybody that ever told a lie. But that, that is God oftentimes in, in the beginning of things will, will react in a very strong way to send a message to his church and his people, the nation of Israel. He did this oftentimes with them as a nation that, hey, you need to take my ways seriously. And he has a heart set on holiness. So tonight, as we begin to just take this time to worship and wait upon the Lord, there's going to be a moment or some moments where we'll pause and we'll be like, okay, let's just take this time now to just kind of hear from the Lord. See if God's put anything on, on somebody's heart. And maybe it'll be a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom. Maybe it'll be a, a word of prophecy. And again, I want to encourage you, if that's the case, um, to share. Be brief, be loud, um, but to share that verse or to share so that we can receive of that. But remember, that word of prophecy is going to be that which builds up, that which is in, encourages, that which um, exhorts, and it's that coming alongside the body. So let's pray, and then Pete's going to come up, and the guys, and we'll start to worship. Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for just who you are. We thank you, God, for your word. And Lord, I pray tonight that you would... Just have your way here in this place. Lord, we want to be growing in your spirit. We want to be growing, Lord, in our relationship with you and our understanding of how you like to work and, and move. And, and Lord, we thank you that, that you desire to just move and work through your body. That you, you've given all of us gifts and a place and, and uh, that we've come together, Lord, for the profit, the building up, the encouragement of all. And so, Lord, we want to just tonight bring our hearts before you to declare that you are a great and awesome God. To lay down our burdens before you tonight. 
and allow you tonight to just meet us here by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.